recording the wee hours of the morning before anyone is awake and hopefully before anyone wakes up. I am visiting with my brother right now, sitting in his office. It remains to be seen if this is a good idea or not. <laughs> Welcome now to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to this road show on the road talking about the things that can help make us all successful to further the kingdom of God. My name is Matt Williams. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. You can email me, matt at howtobuildatent.com. Love to hear from you. I hear from you guys all the time, and it's just such a blessing. Just keep it up. Keep emailing me, even if you've reached out to me before. I love to hear from you guys again. Seriously, I never think, oh, my goodness, I have too many emails, or oh, my goodness, I have too many people subscribing. I have too many people direct messaging me. That thought never enters my mind. So rest assured, if you are weary about writing, you know, you think, oh, that's dumb. He doesn't really care. I really do. I really would love to hear from you. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HTBT in a memo field, and you'll get a 15-ounce coffee mug that can hold tons of great liquids. Whatever you want to put in there, and it will fit all of your fingers if you're a big dude like some of us are that we've talked about before. Oh my goodness. There is coming up a Trump buying opportunity. That is, there might be some news coming up in the next couple of weeks that could be a great buying opportunity. We're going to talk about that today and so much more. But first, I wanted to talk about this. It's really interesting. Rent the Runway, which is a subscription or you can rent clothes and give them back so you don't have to pay for clothes. Now, if you are in a position in your life where you feel like you need to have so many new clothes that you have to rent them constantly or have a subscription to get new clothes, well, you may want to think about some things. But if it is for business or convenience, or if you, you know, maybe you are a brand that needs to put clothes on all the time, have new clothes on, you can't be wearing the same stuff, maybe as far as podcasters, maybe that's the solution to all the different t-shirts that I have and need, is having Rent the Runway. But what they're doing, I think, is really cool. They're partnering with Marriott's W Hotels, which is a specific brand of Marriott, where you don't have to pack your clothes anymore. Think of the check bag fees you will save. Think of the time saved, wasted, trying to fit your bags and trying to get all of your stuff packed, trying to, or waiting at the end when you're, you know, done with your five hour long flight and then you have to go wait in a carousel for your bags to be thrown down a chute for you to pick out and to fight the crowd. Everyone's cranky because everyone has to go to the bathroom and everyone wants to get to their destination, and you're just waiting for your baggage, hoping no one, nothing got broken, hopefully, hoping that TSA didn't break into it. I mean, these are all the things that go through your head. But what if you could just do what most business people do and not have to check a bag and had just have your clothes waiting for you, and then you don't have to pack them on the way back? You don't have to worry about laundry. I really love this idea. I was super excited about it. I told you I was recording in uh, my brother's house. And I was telling him, which you need to have somebody like my brother in your life. And what I mean by that is you need to have somebody who's going to keep you level. 
And my brother does that. No matter what the idea is, if there is something negative to it, he will find it. And I'm not even saying this in a bad way. I'm serious. We want to have people in our lives that will point things out that are super negative, (laughs) that will always find the thing that is wrong, the issue that's going to come up, and won't just buy into your hype and just be super excited for you no matter what you do. Those people are dangerous. The people that will be super excited for you no matter what you do, what you say, even if it's a dumb idea, even if it's something that you shouldn't be doing, those are the people you want to be weary about in your life. But my brother is definitely not like that. But he said that they had something like this on Shark Tank, which bring, 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 I'm not in the South right now, but it bring up a good idea. If you are somebody who maybe doesn't come up with a lot of new ideas, you're not a really ideator, that is, you don't have a lot of good ideas to start something new, but maybe, maybe you are the guy that, or the gal, guy or a gal who is really good at um, innovating and you are really good at iterating new processes, finding out a weak point in an idea, building on it, coming out with the second or third version of something, maybe you should be watching Shark Tank some more. Or if you want to start a side hustle, if you want to start a business, start watching old seasons of Shark Tank. There's a lot of companies you can look up and see if they failed or not or are still successful and try to take their ideas and use them. You know, a lot of people go on Shark Tank for the free publicity, but use it against them. Take their idea and start your own competitive company and do it better. Have a stronger competitive advantage. They'll talk to you about their finances on the show. They'll tell you a little bit about where they are at. Use all that to your advantage and learn from their mistakes. Learn from what the sharks are saying about them and go out and do your own company. Just better. There's this great saying that a colleague of mine says, so the early bird does get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. The second mouse gets the cheese. Think about that. Think about what that means and do that in business. Okay, so we're going to be talking about an investment opportunity that could be really profitable. And we're going to talk about some things that you should know about just our economy and what's going on in politics. And we'll get to that in a second. Before, so we got to talk about our sponsor, Skillshare. These guys have been just fantastic supporting our show. I'd really appreciate you guys just giving them some love, signing up for two free months. And you may be like, what are you talking about? This is my first time watching the show. I don't even know what Skillshare is. Well, Skillshare is an online learning community for the creator and all of us. They have thousands of classes, animation, creative writing, film, video, music production, freelance, marketing, freelance, entrepreneurship, all of these things you can use as skills to create a side hustle. Watch these programs while you're watching Shark Tank and see how you can build on their businesses. You have classes that are on demand so you can learn at your own pace, get inspired, join a class, create something you love. If you go over there and sign up for a class like on entrepreneurship or like storytelling, which I love, love that class, join the millions of students already. If you go over there and join them, you'll get two months free when you sign up for Skillshare at Skillshare.com slash HDBT. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. For free, guys. Get started today by heading to Skillshare.com slash HTBT to sign up. That's Skillshare.com slash HTBT to sign up. You know what I was thinking when I was just reading that ad? It would be really funny to be like, hey, 
you know, or some kind of like just joke. Hey, I think you need to do more with your life and then give us, I signed you up for Skillshare for two months for free. Here you go. Go do something with your life. That'd be pretty funny. Maybe you have a kid that's still living at home. Hopefully not. That shouldn't be, you know, we, we know all those people, right? We know those people in our lives or maybe a friend, 25, 30 years old, still living with the parents. Give them Skillshare.com slash HGBT. All right. So this is coming up in the next few days, depending on when you're listening to this broadcast, that China, the Chinese are, could be hit with a new tariff. And Donald Trump has this decision on the 15th to, de- to determine if he's going to slap on these new tariffs on $156 billion or if he's going to move the date again. So before, because the negotiations were going well, he decided to push out and move the negotiations. So, or I mean, the tariffs so that the negotiations can continue to happen. And he was willing to do that to help try to get a deal. This tariffs on toys, phones, laptops, clothes. And plus, Trump has to think about the holiday angle. That is, we're coming up on, on Christmas. Toy prices might increase just from the reactionary of it. Like, you know, how gas prices, gas prices take a long time to go down when there's a supply. But when there's bad news, it goes skyrocket immediately. That can be something to think about. And what is this, how is this applicable to us? Well, I want to talk about this one from an investment perspective, financing, that is finance. For those of us who do have a portfolio, if he does slap on these tariffs, are the stock market is going to go down. It may be temporary. It may be just for a day. It may be for a few days, but it's going to go down. And that means that there is potential buying opportunities in certain companies. Now, if you have been investing and you've been listening to this show, we talk about often about why you need to do your research. Don't be passive in your investing, but treat it like a business where you're searching out, you're doing research, you know the companies you're investing in. You know that they are good, solid companies. Well, a good, solid company isn't immune from emotional sell-offs of the market. So you should be looking for the buying opportunities that are impacted by the emotions, but not the actual news. Be looking for buying opportunities from companies that are impacted by the emotions, but not the actual news. And what I mean by that is your company may have nothing to do with China. They're not in China. They're not buying products from China. But just because of the news about China and the sell-off that could happen from it, you might be buying, you might be able to buy stock in a company that just got sold off, maybe a percentage point, maybe two, maybe half a percent, depending on the size of the company. And it has nothing to do with them. So that would almost guarantee in my mind that that is a discount for you to buy more stock. What a great opportunity it can be. And that's coming up on the 15th. I mean, how often do we have these opportunities where we know that it's coming up, that it's possible? It's very interesting. I also have some I'm shorting the market. I am, have a few, a few contracts and calls for the VIX, just kind of hedging to see if it does crash. I can make some short-term money that way. So it'll be interesting to see. I'd, I'd never know what Trump's going to do. And that's kind of my fun. It keeps it fun. But it also can be really painful on our, on our portfolios. The last thing I want to talk about is also has to do with our portfolios. It also has to do with our economy, but not trade. It was very interesting. I saw this on a CNBC article. A CNBC said this. It's possible the U.S. economy is not in the late cycle, but rather just recharging. When the economic expansion, it says, surpasses a decade to become the longest ever, 
And the SA, SA, uh, SA, oh my goodness, see, I told you, it's early morning for me. The S&P 500 has delivered a compounded return of nearly 18% a year since March 2019. How can the cycle not be considered pretty mature? Yet it's not quite that simple. Huge parts of the economy have run out of out of sync, I almost said cynic, at separate speeds. Some indicators have decidedly, some indicators have a decidedly good as it gets look. Others retain a mid-cycle profile and even a few resemble early parts of a recovery. What this means, just stepping out of this article for a second, is that different indicators are indicating that we are in different parts of the life cycle. And again, we've talked about this before. We're in uncharted territory. Since the 2006, 7, 8 crash, 2008, right? 2000, yeah. To extend to the last great recession, it's been a while now. I'm starting to like get fuzzy on the dates if I don't think about it, which is a good sign. We're in such a place from all the drastic measures that we're taking is we don't know what happened to the market. We don't know what it's like to be on drugs. That is the Federal Reserve manipulation for so long with such a big balance sheet with being in mortgage-backed securities. We don't know. We don't know what it's like. Plus, we got this huge trade war going on. That's significant. We don't know where we're at. And that should be encouraging because of how much bad news we have. Now, I'm not saying it is going to be good news, but we shouldn't just assume that it's going to be bad news. So I want to just go over real quick and then we'll end a few of the late cycle indicators and some of the recovery condition indicators. That is, we are still have tons of room to grow. When I say recovery condition, that means the economy is going to be growing, not like Obama recovery, but what a, na- a normal recovery. Remember, Obama's recovery in 2008 was the worst recovery in history. So a lot of that's the only recovery we have in mind. Usually the economy recovers quicker. But again, because of all the things that we did and because Obama was a terrible president, specifically from an economic perspective, but generally as well, the recovery sucked. So let's first talk about the late cycle. That is, we may be due to a recession soon. Unemployment rate and jobless rates claims 50-year low, which doesn't sound like bad news, but but the question is, can it go any lower? So does that mean we're going to have a recession? So a lot of this is good news, but maybe indicators of late cycle. I'm not saying these are bad things. Consumer confidence hit a cycle peak and now is kind of flattened out, which with the bad news, that's understandable, right? Leading economic indicators have slipped from very high levels. And again, because we don't really know what's going on. Auto sales have peaked. Corporate debt levels are extremely high. That is to be uh, weary about because there's only certain amount of money that corporations can borrow. And if it's extremely high, they're fully extended and they're going to have to pull back, which could mean recession. I mean, if they're receding from their spending, that's pretty much what we're talking about, right? They can't be like the government where they can just spend as much as they want and not have and not have uh, consequences short term. Now, I didn't say like the government that doesn't have consequences. I meant consequences short term. There's consequences for debt, positive and negative, no matter who you are, even if it's the government, you can't just spend, 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 spend. But the long term, there are drastic ramifications where I feel, I fear, I hope that we don't experience what we should be experiencing from how much spending we're doing in our country. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, late cycle. Profit margins have retreated. Now, those are, that those are some bad signs. Corporate debt levels are extremely high. Profit margins have retreated. Those are warning signs. 
Now, the positive recovery conditions, corporate credit conditions are sturdy. That means that corporations are in good shape. Household debt has not been loaded up. Good job, guys. You should give yourselves a pat on the back. You haven't overextended yourself. You haven't been spending more, probably because of the fears of 2008, which is good. We should learn from our experiences. And real estate seems to be in an early cycle from the 2008 recovery, which was one of the main reasons why we went to the recession. Well, it's one of the industries that the recession revolved around, I should say. The main reason is because of stupid government policies and the banks doing anything they can to make money. I don't hold the government solely responsible. I don't hold corporations solely responsible. And I think it was both. So there you go. We have some interesting indicators. No one knows, which makes investing fun again. This investing, investing uh, if you are doing it as a hobby, a pastime, or a side hustle, and it's not like your core income, it's really interesting times. I couldn't imagine doing that as my sole single source of income. And there is wisdom in that. The Bible even talks about having multiple streams of income. And you should be thinking about that too. How can you get multiple streams of income? Because you are going to enjoy those incomes more, the actual work that you have to do in them. You're not going to feel as much pressure. You're going to be able to take more risks. And you're going to be more diversified and safe, just like what you want to do in a portfolio. So let's go out there. Let's get those multiple streams of income. We'll talk to you next time.